Welcome back to episode two now of our playoff episodes for the Elbow Jumper podcast. Noah and I are really excited to bring you today's episode. We're just really excited to see playoff basketball. And as we mentioned, it's just crazy that people actually care about the games and players aren't mailing it in and stuff. And it's, you know, the basketball's high quality now because uh, the teams that we're not trying to win are gone. And now the teams that actually care are around. So it's exciting. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about injuries, of course, how it's derailing some teams and their title hopes. Obviously, we saw the Lakers bow out, which really... I mean, and I think comes down to injuries and, you know, you never know if people are or how they would have done if they were at full health, but that's a part of the game and it's unfortunate and it sucks, but yeah, LeBron will have to wait another year to get title number five, which is crazy because at the end of last year, people were almost penciling him in for back-to-back champs saying like, oh, you know, he won this year, he's at four and next year he'll get five and then, you know, we'll be talking about him and Jordan. So that's going to have to wait another year. And so will, you know, a bunch of other teams' title hopes that we've got sent back. And Dame Lillard, he's done. So we got some interesting stuff going on in the West and out East. But, yeah, we're really excited to bring you this episode. And we talk about some stuff and give new predictions now for the finals because we both had the Lakers going to the finals. Um, both really impressed with the Nets. But I'll stop talking here. We'll listen to our friend Jackson roll the intro music. And then we'll get underway with the episode. So look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Welcome back. We're now in the second round. We're a little delayed on this episode, but it's all right. Noah and I are both uh, busy, important people, and uh, we've been watching lots of basketball, though. We're loving it. Noah, what do you think about playoff basketball again? You know, I'm I'm just super thankful this uh, this podcast was a bit delayed because I would have said, like, um, not Brooklyn, but uh, Milwaukee in, like, six or something like that. And now, you know, not too confident with that take, so we switched it up a bit. Nice, yeah. So this uh, little delay is helping our predictions here, which is pretty nice. But I'm just so it's so nice to see people trying. Like every night you turn on the TV, people are trying. It's like a novel concept, really. But yeah, I love it. So we got a first round, I guess, to summarize quickly here. I'm sure everyone's heard a lot about it, but we have our takes. So Noah, why don't we uh, run through the East? Uh, we with the philly washington series we both picked philly i think that was pretty convincing philly beating washington washington got a game good for them okay see ya yeah so it's is this outcome is very unsurprising and we pretty much knew it was going to happen philly was just a much better team what i think is interesting though is taking a broader view and looking at russell westbrook because Russell Westbrook went from shooting 44% in like the regular season to 33% field goal percentage. And I just want to think like, what do you think we will think of Russell Westbrook historically? Like just say 20 years in the future, what are you going to say to your kids about Russell Westbrook? Well, I know. Okay. I didn't see Derek Rose, the like MVP year rookie. So I will tell people Russell Westbrook was the best athlete I've ever seen most explosive. Now I know you could say LeBron cause he's very similar, but bigger, but like small six foot, like most athletic point guard. I think I've seen, um, 
hustle. Like, I mean, obviously that, like he, and he just brought it every single night. Now I think I might say like he tried so hard that like to win himself that he couldn't win. He was always taking shots. Maybe he shouldn't have. I don't know. I, I think the athleticism is really what's going to stick out to me. I don't know if you have a more direct way you're trying to go with this. No, no. That's like, that's what I think. Like you'll never talk about like these crazy playoff performances. It's just going to be the spectacle of the regular season. I'll talk about like, the triple doubles for sure. Yeah. Like he did like things no other NBA player could do, but like just there's a way to guard him in the postseason. You just pack the paint and let him shoot. And then, he's never been able to evolve from that. And it's, you know, I think he's a really interesting person to look at historically. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I hope he does, uh, you know, maybe have some playoff success, but I think, I think next year will be interesting because he really was hurt for a lot of the year. People were banging on Russ at the beginning of the year and, but we were hearing a little rumblings of it. And then it became very clear that he was very hurt at the beginning of the year and he just played through it. Um, so yeah. we'll see, but I think Philly has uh, some problems. We can talk about that when we talk about the Atlanta series next, but then we had the Hawks and Knicks series and this one, man, I don't feel super hot about my pick. I think I might've got caught up in the uh, Knicks mania, whatever you want to call it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, I still maintain it, my, my position that, if Julius now, I this is like a huge qualifier. It doesn't get me off the fact that I totally blew it on this pick, but I still think if Julius Randle played up to par, the series have been very different. And I think it maybe could have gone seven. Julius Randle was nowhere to be seen. Well, like I, I think that's more to do with Atlanta's defense than anything that like Julius. Possibly. Randle. I mean, I, I, I will give you that, but I also think I want to push back on that a little bit and say like Julius Randle didn't play as well as he could have as well. Dude, it's. It's always interesting to see how, like, because this is like Julius's Randall's. Sorry, my dog is itching her collar and jingling around here. Nice. Um, it's it's always interesting. This is like this was Julius's Randall's first year of being a superstar, and seeing how he deals with like the defensive changing around him. So what they did, they were like they were fine putting a smaller guy on him, guarded him tightly, and then just always brought up like their center super early. And then, like, hey, Julius Randle, you can't pass good enough to, like, kill us. And they always forced him right because he has no right hand. Yeah. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does next year to, like, combat that. And, like, his post-up game isn't great either. But the Hawks, I was I'm very impressed with. I mean, they played well since since uh, Bogdanovich came back and they got the new coach, McMillan, in there. Um, I, I've been very impressed with Atlanta. And Clint Capello's been playing well. Um, accepting kind of, I don't want to say accepting his role, but like, he's not like, uh, 2010 Dwight Howard, like wanting the ball on the block, every possession, trying to hit jump hooks. Um, and he's playing, and I, I think Atlanta's got a lot of firepower. They're playing well together, but Trey Young, I think, I don't know if we misconstrued what we, or if I misconstrued what I was seeing from him and saying he's just filling the stat sheet, but he certainly now seems to be much better at getting his teammates involved and making winning plays as opposed to just making plays to show up on the stat sheet. I don't know what you think about that. When I watch Trey Young play basketball, I get very angry and irrational and I can't talk smart about this because I just lose my mind because everything he does, I think is fraudulent. (laughs) Like all his, his drawn fouls. I'm, I'm a Philly fan and watching the game yesterday, game two, I was losing my mind. I was 
throwing pillows. I was, I was chucking stuff. And I was like, this is just crazy. And then like Gallo was getting dirty on MB and I was losing my, but that's, it's another story. But I, I, I'm just not a big fan of Trey Young. He's, but I think he's certainly improved. Like he's got every, he seems to be improving and showed, you know, loved being the villain, which I loved. Um, Brooklyn just got beat up Boston. Uh, no surprises there, to be honest. Boston had a horrible year. Injury, they were hurt, and their team never really came together. Um, and now, obviously, they Danny Ainge is gone. Uh, Brad Stevens is going to be the GM or president or both. I think I think president. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to see what happens there. But not really a surprise. Brooklyn just you know was there for a little warm up. You know, it'd be interesting if the first thing Brad Stevens does is like trade a bunch of players and you'll be like, I guess he didn't really like those dudes. Like, what if he trades Marcus Smart for like, I don't know, a tiny, like a small player and let's just like, yeah, I just didn't like him. He shot too much. Could be. I like, you know, people talk about Kemba Walker for Przingis. Yeah, no thanks. If I'm, if I'm. If I'm Dallas, I think Przingis fits much better. Does he though? He said he wasn't. A, we can. I mean, we'll talk about this in a sec. But he is more of a. He didn't see himself as a co-star. Is what the quote was. Are you kidding me? You don't see yourself as a co-star. You played like a piece of shit. You're not a co-star. You're lucky you're off the bench. <laughs> yeah, you know. He was, like, he was really good last year. And I'm I'm not gonna judge him too harshly until I see what he does next year. Because like, what if this year he's just hasn't fully recovered from his injuries? Because he got like an MCL. He's got he's got a ton yeah. of injuries. Maybe, but you know, uh, they say he stole uh, Pandemic P nickname, and then Paul George went out the next game and said, "Nah, that's my name," <laughs> and uh, grabbed back the Pandemic P name from him. But oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. I don't know. I guess we can the rest of the couple other series uh, pretty quick. Utah beat Memphis. Not really surprised. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is making a huge difference there, and we'll see if Mike Conley can get fully healthy. And and let's let's talk about the Rudy Gobert issue because you know. Well, you love he's to talk supposed about Rudy to be. Gobert. He's supposed to be this awesome rim protector, and yet John Morant, a guy who only does everything at the rim, averaged thirty on him. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have no comment. We'll we'll talk more about that in the Clippers and the, the Jazz series. So that I think we'll save. So Denver beat Portland. I think Denver is a better team. Um, that's just my my take on it. I I'm pretty happy with the, my prediction on that one there. So I I predicted the Nuggets too, but after watching two games, I thought Portland should have won. And the thing that I don't understand isn't getting, like, more coverage is, like, why aren't people getting angry at Nurkic for fouling out? And, like, I know guarding Jokic, like, you just – you accumulate fouls a lot more. But a lot of them were just, like, dumb fouls on, like, other people just driving to the basket and then unnecessary fouls. Like, sometimes you got to give up a bucket and, like, just not get that foul because, like, you're the only one who can guard Jokic. They literally had no one else who could do it. And this canter was a disaster. So, I think I was just surprised there wasn't more coverage on that. Yeah, well, I I, I agree. But I think a lot of it has been swept under the rug of, like, oh, Pe- Jokic is really good at drawing fouls. 
So definitely, but I I still think there was a lot of times where he took some dumb fouls. Like every game, because he fouled out in I think three of the games and had foul trouble in like five of them. Yeah, I think uh, I agree. I think he could have done a better job, but I also think it's just tough. Jokic is really good at drawing fouls. It's true. Um, Phoenix, L.A. Wow. I mean, is this an upset? The two seed beat the seven seed, but I think it is an upset. Yeah, it's it's just injuries. Like I still think the Lakers are the best team when healthy, and you know, he, like we should have known that LeBron wasn't going to be healthy. But like you have all this sample size of him just come back and being great. But like you could tell he was a step slow, and then obviously Anthony Davis got hurt. Here it is growing. Oh, you so mean street clothes? You know, yeah, you know that's a you know that's a probably one of the best takes I've ever heard Charles say. Anthony Street Clothes Davis, I love that name. It's very true. He he does get hurt a lot. Oh, he does. Yeah. I think he he's like a walking injury, Noah. He, he had like two years where he was very healthy. In two years, how many years has he been in the league now? Like what, eight, nine, seven? Yeah, Many years. Um, I don't know. I think, yes, I agree. If the Lakers were healthy, they beat the Suns, but they weren't. LeBron was not at 100%, although he still, you know, LeBron was not at 100%, okay? He couldn't put the team on his back um, because, maybe because age, maybe because of that. But I find it hard to believe when I was watching game five and six, seeing them not win and looking at Phoenix there, and I, I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, this is a very similar scenario to the, sorry for the language in this episode, but this is a very similar scenario to the sack of shit Cleveland Cavaliers team had the last year in Cleveland. And it was just like, this team sucks, but there's no way LeBron's not making the finals because it's LeBron. And he just put the entire team on his back, didn't care, and willed them. And it was like game seven against Indiana in the first round. And everyone's like, oh my God, what's going on? And Indiana just came out hot, and then it was just like, no, you know what? LeBron's just going to flip the switch. You know, he's going to sit maybe for one minute in the first half, and maybe not at all in the second half. And that's going to be, it's going to be LeBron, every possession, like willing his team to victory. And he couldn't do that. Maybe age, maybe injury. I like to say it's injury. And I still think that LeBron has a bright, like, going to be good for the next few years because these injuries, well, the, the injury had two years ago where he pulled his groin. Okay, that was like self-inflicted, if you want to say. But this one, like, there's nothing you can do. Someone dives on your knee or on your ankle. It's just like you can't avoid. It doesn't matter injury prone or not. It's nothing to do with your genetics. It's like you're gonna hurt your ankles. So that's my little rant there. I think uh, I think they need to come back next year healthy. Maybe uh, tweak a few things on the roster. But uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron. That's like that's gonna be their team. AD and LeBron. Yeah. No, I I agree with everything you said there. Awesome. So, Noah, why don't you talk about the uh, Clippers-Mavs series for a little bit? Clippers. Uh, It's like, big picture, this is why you switch coaches. Because um, Reggie Jackson and – no, 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 not Reggie Jackson, sorry. Patrick Beverly and Zubach. They were starters the entire season. And in game seven, they played two minutes combined. Do you think Doc Rivers is doing that? Because that was the problem last year. 
They had Montrez Harrell, who didn't start, but he came off the bench and played a lot of minutes. Everybody was mad. He was like, Jokic is killing this dude. Please stop playing him. And that's what happened here again. And Doncic was killing Pat Bev and Zubac, and they just stopped playing them. So I think we got to give props to Ty Lu, who I think is a really good coach. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I've never been more disappointed that my pick, like I picked the Clippers, um, picked them in six, but I think it's still like correct. I picked the Clippers to win the series, Clippers won. I've never been more disappointed that my pick was correct. Um, I really wanted the Mavs to win. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was cheering hard for the Mavs. Especially after they went up 2-0, um, it's tough. But I think, you know, this is what, what, what did we say? What, not what did we say, but the Mavericks were having trouble making threes, and Luka had not been as good as he could have been all year. So Luka steps up in the first two games, Dallas shoots the lights out. But everything they need to go right goes right for them. They don't shoot it as well. Luka gets a little banged up. Clippers in the next two games. Then, you know, Luka has another unreal game, and the, and the team shoots well. And then they're up 3-2. But then, you know, Kawhi, they don't shoot it as well as a team. Luka's not quite as efficient. And Kawhi just, like, goes just plays out of his mind, just goes robot mode, whatever you want to call him. And there, and I mean, Pandemic P, um, you know, I don't know if that's Paul George or Przingis anymore when you say that. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I've always been, or not always, but I think I've been a Paul George defender. And I've, I've said, I think, no, you could, like, you would agree with me when I say this. Like, I've always said, he's good. And this is why we're upset with him. Like, he's really good and he should be doing this. But, at a certain point, like, he's got, like, is he just going to be, like, at, early in his career? Yeah, he delivered in the big moments. But, like, since he broke his leg, he's come back. He hasn't been there in the playoffs. And I don't think the injury has something to do with it because he's obviously fully recovered from that. But it's just, I don't know. At what point is he going to step up and make these plays in the playoffs? Or is he just going to be a really good regular season player? I don't even consider him a star anymore. That's where I'm at. Yeah, you're uh, you're way off the Paul George bandwagon. I view him as like an above average player, like a good player, but like all star. Like I don't even know. Like probably regular season, he does great. He shoots the ball really well, but like looking at him, it's just like he's nothing special. It's tough. Like he's he's a good defender, not great. Good offensive player, not great, and he's. Yeah, it's. I, I've just had a complete like shift of how I view him in like the last two years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's been really disappointing. But Clippers won that series, and I think uh, I think that it, Mavs gonna have a tough off season because obviously they have Porzingis locked up for I think two full more years, two or three more years on a max deal, um, and the Clippers, you know, avoided. Total panic right now, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, when they play Utah. That'll be an interesting series. So, do you want to hop into round two, Noah? Why don't you take us through the East? Which there? one would you like to start with? The Philly Atlanta. I think so. I think your your team there. So, this is this is like the same thing. Game one, I was very frustrated. Uh, why was Danny Green on Trey Young, and he had like. I think he had like some 25 point first first half points all on Danny Green. And then we switched up to more like Tyville and Ben Simmons. And I 
I thought that was bad coaching. Like you, you would know Danny Green isn't the defender he used to be. And like, even at his peak, he just, he's not the type of defender that could guard Trey Young ever. He just doesn't have the foot speed. But I think after game one, even game two, you know, it was, it was kind of close. But I, I think, again, Philly will just show that they're the better team. And, uh, you know, we'll move on to the next round and have a good old time with it. Embiid, you know, that's always a worry. He had a partial tear in his MCL, I think, or meniscus. I don't, I, yeah. I can't remember. I think it was his meniscus. But, yeah, but he's still playing fantastic. Who knows how much it will bother him? Because when you play on it more, it could swell a bit. So keep an eye on that. But yeah. So what's so it's series is one one. What are you predicting if you want to go? I'm there? doing Philly in five. You think they're just winning out? I do. Wow. I think Trey Young will be less and less effective as the series goes on. So because he's a fraud. What <laughs> I I think Philly I think Philly's gonna win this series. I think it's gonna be six or seven. Because I look at how well MB played in game two and they barely won. Yeah. He played really, really well. Um, now, granted, Atlanta's margin for error is very small. Very small. Philly has a much larger margin of error here. But, I mean, if Embiid has to sit down a game, that's I think Atlanta just wins it, I think, straight up. Like, if Embiid's out, Atlanta wins that game. Um, I don't know. I do like what I've seen from Atlanta. And I think Philly has regressed a little bit from where they were at the beginning of the year when they were playing really, really well. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this one. I think, I think Philly and six would be my call. Cause I still think Philly's a, just a, they're just a better team than Atlanta and there's no way around that. But yeah, we, I we're just, we're better. That's just, that's just I don't, I don't, don't have the faith. Like you guys have not like Ben Simmons is, he's doing his thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in love with it. I do like the wing defender. Like Tybal's been playing really well. Um, and he, he was, a, he was guarding Trey Young last game, if I'm not mistaken. They, they, they put Ben Simmons on for him for a bit. They, they, they switch it up. Yeah. Why didn't they put the, uh, your, your defensive player of the year on him there? Noah, the whole game just to lock him down. Why didn't they do that? So the thing I was worried about Ben Simmons guarding Trey Young, and it came to fruition in game one, cause he picked up like two fouls on back to back possessions is Ben Simmons. He, he will try to smother people. And you can't smother Trey Young because he'll do these cheeky things and then draw fouls. So I, I was actually pretty worried about how Ben Simmons would look on uh, Trey Young, but like that's that's what I'm saying. Like Ben Simmons, he'll he'll understand it and like he'll just get better at guarding uh, Trey Young as the series go on. But like the first game, it was bad. Second game was better. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I th- I, I think it was Zach Lowe said it would be. This weird, or maybe it was Bill Simmons, this weird twisted reality where Atlanta plays Brooklyn in the conference finals, and then all the Atlanta fans get mad at James Harden drawing fouls, and all the Brooklyn fans get mad at Trey Young for drawing fouls, and they're all doing the exact same thing, but both fan bases are losing their mind at the calls the refs are giving them. Yeah, it, which was so mean. Like, how could how could Bill Simmons choose Atlanta over Philly? I was just like, even if we didn't have Embiid, I was still choosing. I, so, like, I think I think okay. I will say Philly in six, but if Embiid doesn't play, I don't think Philly wins. Just disrespectful. 
But Philly in six is my take. And you have Philly in five. You have Philly winning out. Wow. But now we have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets series or beatdown so far. Now let's not have the freak out. You know, everyone's going to freak out game one, game two. Until Brooklyn wins in Milwaukee, I will not freak out. But I've been very impressed and I definitely am leaning Nets. I don't know. I am surprised you're not freaking out. Did they win by 40 points? 45, I think it was. They were up 50 at one point. (laughs) No, it's just like. Like, what what do you think uh, Milwaukee's biggest problems are? Uh, Brooke Lopez. (laughs) Uh, Chris Middleton has disappeared. Um, PJ Tucker has zero shot at guarding Kevin Durant, which I thought he'd have a little shot of guarding Kevin Durant. Yeah, okay. So, and then I also think Giannis shooting pull up threes. Yeah, frustrating. But like the way they guard him. And like Blake Griffin is good, so that's awesome for Detroit. Blake Griffin is really ball. good right now. He like, is... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just break it down. My emotional state. The hustle plays he's making, like he's looking like he's 20 years old out there. So Blake Griffin this year was bought out because he was a terrible player on Detroit. Detroit was my favorite team. So I should hate him. I should because he sold the entire year with Detroit. Then we bought him out and now he's on this good team. And my mindset is I hate how much I love you. Blake Griffin is my favorite player in this series. And like, I don't even think it's close. He's the only one I'm cheering for. And that dunk he had on the dunk, I think, was it Giannis? I think so. I was like, I, I cheered because when I first saw it, and then I was like, damn, I can't believe he just screwed Detroit like that. And it's just, you know, it's, it's what being I don't a think they were getting anything for him, though, in a trade with the max money that would have had to go. I know, but we paid him to leave. That's crazy. And now he's a good starter on the probably championship favorite. So, like, that's uh, I, dope. I'll make, one, I'll make one caveat to that, and that is that when you're not the guy, and he's literally playing off three all NBA guys, your life's a lot easier. And when you're playing, like if you're playing pickup ball with guys that are all better than you and you're doing your role, you can look a lot better than you are when you're leading a team. However, yes, he totally fleeced Brooklyn, fleeced the NBA. It's absurd what he's doing. Um, and I love it. I really like, it. and he is, uh, he's a big part of what Brooklyn's doing right now. Yeah. And he's, he's guarding Giannis really well, which is, I, I expected that 0%. Now, James Harden got hurt. I still think that matters because I think he got everyone involved so well and ran their offense really well. And I just think he's he's better than Kyrie. But he's, he's James Harden. He's top five. So guys. if you think if James Harden was playing in that last game, do you think they would have won by 60? No, I just think that not every <laughs> game is going to be a complete blowout like that. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, no, it's, it's too bad that James Harden was hurt. And, it, you know, I just want to say it's karma for – being a terrible Houston player and selling himself on that. So maybe it's a little bit deserved. This would be very ironic though, if he's hurt and they go win the title without him and they traded all, all this crap for him. But like, what did like, in terms of tangible assets, they gave up, uh, Karis Levert Jared and Jared Allen. Allen. Basically that's like the two, those are the two guys. Like that's it. You gave up like a bunch a of picks. They're not going to be any good, but yeah. 
Well, they might be good, actually. They're so far out. But, I mean, they're not that much worse off if you know, it doesn't play, which is the wild part. And if you're Houston, how did you not get, like, Joe Harris? Like, that's just why it was such a bad trade. Why didn't they not get Ben just... Simmons for him? Yeah, like, don't even make the trade with Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Well, because Daryl Morey was in uh, Philly after saying he wanted the year off to spend time with his family, like one week later, oh, had a great vacation. I'm going to uh, Phil- Philadelphia now to work. Well, you know, good for Daryl Mari. Get away from Fertitta. Do you know what his book is called? No. Shut up and listen. Whose book? Tillman Fertitta's. Oh, really? The owner of the Rockets. Damn. You think you'd like working with that dude? I don't know. No way. What, what what context is this book? Like, is this a memoir or is this like a book that he wrote about how to be a good leader or what? It's it's I'm a jerk Facebook. I don't know. This is about. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Yeah, Brooklyn's I, a honestly. Yeah, and like Brooklyn, they have like they have a lot of players too. Like, who's this small guard they have? Like White. What was his name? It's like um. Here, I'll pull up I think I know Brett Bruce Brown. No, no. Oh, Mike James. Mike James. Yeah. Who is this tiny guard who plays like Kyrie and it's just like he's an excellent player and like how did they get him? So and was he the guy they signed from Europe? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a pretty good right. find. Yeah, no, it's it's excellent. And I love I like uh I like seeing Steve Nash do well. Like as much as I dislike some of these guys, I don't love Kyrie. Um, I think I, I like watching Brooklyn play. Um, I did kind of hope the Bucks would do better, but I think right now, like if we're gonna make picks, I think Brooklyn in six. I think Milwaukee wins two, and Brooklyn wins two more, and then the series is over. Yeah, I'm 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 a bit meaner. I'm I'm saying Brooklyn in in five. In five, okay, yeah. Man, will we look stupid if uh, Milwaukee comes back and wins? But I don't see it right now, unless they make some wholesale changes and PJ Tucker like has some rebirth. I don't think it's going to happen. And Chris Middleton has lost his jumper. I don't have the faith in Boonholzer to be able to make crazy changes. Because like, did you hear him? I think like the last thing I heard him say was like, "Yeah, we have a really deep team. We need to play a lot of players." I was like, "No, you don't." Pat Connington might not like. Should he play at all? I think so. Yeah, you know, great two K player by the way. How many back when he was in Portland? Oh man, bring that guy worth nothing. Shooting guard, crazy athletic, shoot threes. Bring him off the bench. Oh, he was stacked in two K. Okay, but how much should Brent Forbes play? Another guy? Not much. See, I think he was like the sixth most played guy. He played like twenty one minutes. Yeah, Milwaukee's a share the wealth team though. It's a communism. Yeah, which I don't think is a great, great idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Welcome, welcome to our podcast where we compare Milwaukee, it's a basketball team, to communist Russia. But it's funny. Anyway, so I think, uh, do you have anything else you want to add there? No, let's move on to the next one. Well, uh, Phoenix and Denver. I am. I'm very impressed with the Suns. I I just like to say I'm biased. I like Phoenix. I want them to win. I'm biased towards the Nuggets. I really want them to win, but I don't think they will win. I I, I chose Phoenix and six 
I just think they're a much better team. I think you need some crazy performances from Jokic for them to win. I don't think it's impossible, but I just think Phoenix just has way too many guys. And this would have been an awesome series if the Nuggets were healthy, even if they had Gary Harris. Not Losing Gary Jamal Harris, Murray hurts. Yeah. Jamal Murray is a big loss. For them. He was their second guy. Yeah, and I, w- I would love to even have Will Barton back because I'm oh, seeing yeah. too much of, like, Compazzo and what's Which, if you think about it, I think this sucks so much for Denver because with the Lakers gone, like, the West is wide open right now. This po- could have been their year. Like, Jokic is pop. I don't want to say this and then have him be better, but, like, he might be very similar, but this is – maybe likely like peak Jokic. Like this is the best he'll ever be marginally. Like he might have spurts where he's better, but like over the course of the year, maybe this will be peak Jokic. I think that's a bit extreme. Like how old is Jokic? Jokic isn't very old. Mid twenties. No, he's not old, but I don't know. I mean, he just won MVP. How much better can he get? I think he can get a lot better. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's fair, but I still think that Denver really missed a chance here. Um, you know, and yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm not writing them off. I still think they're going to put up a really good fight, but I agree. I would have Phoenix in six as well. Yeah, it's... I like, I love all the wings. Like, Jay Crowder, I think, is underrated. I don't know if people are talking about him a good amount, but, like, he's exactly what you want. Tough, tall wing defender, shoots the ball well, smart player, um, not afraid to, you know, fight LeBron, which is, you know, every now and then what you need. DeAndre Ayton's playing really well, um, accepting his role, I think. Uh, Bridges is like, man, wouldn't it be nice for Philly to have that guy right now? We tried him for Zaire Smith, who is in the G League and not getting a ton of minutes. Yeah, and I don't know why you traded him, because like, wouldn't you want this guy on your team because his mom works in Philly or whatever? Like, that would have a great thing. But no, oh, like... and he fit perfectly with our team, a 3 and D wing? Yeah. yeah. We've been looking for that for forever, and we traded everything for Tobias, and we got the offensive end of that. But no, it's 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 annoying. I really like Phoenix though, and Booker obviously. Um, I like Booker like he's operating the mid range really well, which I just love to see. Like, and I, I, I appreciate people hoisting threes and into the rim, but it's nice to see people going to work in the mid range. And Booker Cook, same with Chris Paul. So I really like. Um, then one thing I've noticed, um, I will admit I've heard uh, other some other guys talk about this on their podcasts, but I have watched it myself and seen it. Phoenix does a really good job with their off-ball movement. Um, and when they run pick-and-rolls, like the flare screens they're setting, down screens, pin-downs, or whatever you want to do, handoffs and shit, their off-ball movement is really good, and it works because Chris Paul, when he's running pick-and-roll, sees everything on the court. So, I I mean, I really like watching that. I, I would agree 100% with that. I think if you had to rank Devin Booker in terms of best off-ball movement, where do you think you'd rank him? Off the top oh, of my head, I think I have him third. Really? That's really. I mean, I think he's, especially right now. Yeah. Who would you have above him? Just. So I'd have Steph, and I might have Clay too. Yeah, I would have both of them for sure. Who else is up there? It's it's hard to come off up off the top of the dome, but JJ you know, Redick. JJ Redick is hurt and he's old. Yeah, but I still think watch his guy. Like if you actually just watch him, he's just sprinting around the entire time. And the threes that he does get up, like okay, yeah, his percentage went down this year. But if you look at the type of threes people like him are shooting, Duncan Robinson as well. I was um, about to say him. Yeah, he's he's up there. Guys, if you're like a three point, like a really good three point shooter, like all you're shooting, like you know, casuals look at the 
score be like, he's shooting like 39%. What's he doing? Look at the shots he's shooting. Like full sprint, comes off a handoff. Like, so he's sprinting towards midcourt, comes off a handoff or something, turns and shoots immediately with a hand in his face. And they're making like 40% of these, like the shots, like the level of difficulty, I think is really underrated between, okay, I have a three point shot and I can hit like wide open threes at like 36, 37%, you know, 35% because my guy's not guarding me versus, okay, I'm like a lethal shooter. And now I'm having to do all this off ball action to get you an open look. I mean, the difficulty is not captured in that stat, in this three-point percentage. Yeah, and stats, like, for that is very, like, convoluted. Because, like, there's a stat that, like, in terms of three-point percentage, bigs shoot a better percentage than guards. But, like, bigs aren't better shooters than guards. No. It's because their threes are wide open. And it's, like, everything you're saying. Like, the degree of difficulty is just, it's on a completely different level. I know that firsthand, firsthand experience there. <laughs> uh, running, trying to turn after sprinting, uh, after running literally a circle around the court after coming off a stagger screen or something is very hard. And if if we compare our three point shooting, like I bet our percentage in high school is pretty close, but my threes were I set like a a screen and then I pop out to three for a wide open three. You're just like you're running through four guys and just trying to get a shot off. You're just like God help me. <laughs> Oh, that was fun though. That was the whole fun of the game because we had nothing. My yours, uh, yours was nice though. Uh, yeah, yeah, was, I could hit an open three. It was, it was cool. Good, yeah. And then, uh, no stretch big. You were uh, like Chris Bosch of our team. <laughs> but that's funny. So last, so I mean, what, what what are we saying there? I I think we both said Suns and six, right? Yeah, I just think they're a better team. And now Utah, L.A. Clippers. I don't even have to say Clippers anymore. Utah, L.A. Bye-bye, Lakers. You're done. Utah, L.A. <laughs> so harsh. All right, so what's your thoughts on this this series? I, okay. I can see it going two ways. I can see Donovan Mitchell playing really well, like he did in game one. He had 40, did he have 45 or something? He, he did. He yeah. was going off. So, he and I mean, if you think about it, this, the score was like what they each had like 100 around 110 points, he had like 40 percent of his team's points almost or more than that. Like, it's absurd. Um, so Donovan Mitchell could play really well, and then the t- Utah can just obviously do their thing offensively, um, and defensively play really well, and they're a great team. And Utah can win, I think, for sure. And Rudy Gobert plays well, and Mike Conley's healthy, and their defense is enough to slow down. The Clippers and it Kawhi is going off, but like that's it, um, and Utah wins. Or I could see Kawhi being by far the best player on the court. Paul George plays well, and the Clippers are too much with the like they because they have two guys that are really really good, and that's too much for the Jazz to push. I'm leaning the first scenario. I like the Jazz here. You like the Jazz? Okay. Um. I, I guess I'll have a really hot take then. Because this is this is after game one in the Clippers Utah, and I saw a lot of things that I liked for the Clippers, and even though they lost, I, I'm I'm Clips in five, five. Saying, so they're gonna win the next four in a row. Yeah, you know it's a hot take, and the only thing that I'm seeing as a problem for the Clips is Donovan Mitchell going crazy, and that's you know that's what he did, and I thought he could have one or two of those games, so it could be Clips five, maybe Clips in six, but. The thing is, 
the small ball lineup they started, they had huge problems stopping it. And in the first quarter, Clippers had 25, Utah had 18. But that 18 is even like a bit fraudulent because uh, Clarkson hit two back-to-back threes to end the quarter. They, they cannot deal with the switching. And like a big reason I thought Utah won is because Reggie Jackson, I think he played like 20 minutes because of foul trouble. He played 17 minutes and he fouled out. And that's why we saw so much Rondo, which, which allowed Utah to change their defense completely and start helping with Rudy Gobert. But when you have those five great shooters in at the same time, you just saw it time and time again. Clippers were getting open shots and they're, they're the, like the best jump shooting team of all time. So I think Utah is going to have a really tough time. And Maybe, I, I, Serge Ibaka is still hurt though. Like I think that makes a difference. Yeah, I, I don't even think it does. Like they they can put anybody on uh, on Gobert. He's not an offensive threat. They were switching all game long, and he only had ten points. They they were putting they were putting Rondo on. I him. think Rudy Gobert they, could do better than that, and I think he will. And I think a little bit. Had... I watched I watched most of the game, and I saw yes, he didn't score a lot, but he was like no one when he was under the rim getting his like he missed one shot, grabbed his rebound, put it back up there like no one was touching him. Like I think, I think I think Rudy Gobert could play better for sure, way better. And I think, like, the Clippers are ecstatic if they're trying to go to Rudy Gobert more. And this is just, like, this is the classic Noah disrespect for the Utah and especially Rudy Gobert. But, like, against a small ball lineup, I don't think Utah has any answers for that. And, like, we got to mention, Mike Conley was out for this game. He is, like, I think they said it was a mild hamstring strain. Yeah. So he should be back, and he will make a difference. But again, I think like with switches on Mike Conley, Mike Conley is not going to like burn people off the bounce. Mm, and I think I don't, know, I don't know. I think he makes a big. I think he makes a bigger difference than what you're saying. I like he's a fantastic pick and roll. His chemistry was with Rudy Gobert is great. But if you're switching everything, it's going to be a tough time because another thing they did, they just put Reggie Jackson on O'Neal because he he's not a threat to running pick and rolls. So they're just switching like Paul George is on Mike Conley, and then Kawhi is on Rudy Gobert. They're fine switching that. No advantage lost. Mike Conley doesn't get anything from that. The only thing is, like, Donovan Mitchell, he, he can he can burn some people. He, he's like, and he did that with his 45 points. And, like, that's that, – I think that's going to be most of their offense. And I think if you're Utah, that scares you. Yeah, I agree, because their success comes from their team. But, you know, if I can have my Stephen A voice, he's a bad man, Noah. He's a bad man, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Especially with Dwayne Wade, you know, coaching him there on the sideline. Uh, I saw that. I was like, because he had his mask on. I didn't fully recognize him. I was like, is that Dwayne Wade? I mean, is this exactly what you don't want when you're, I mean, well, it is fine. But when you're like a youth sports coach, you do not want the like parents in the stands coaching the players. <laughs> like, I saw that one time. He was like pointing at something at the other end, like, you think Dwayne Wade is giving him some coaching advice there? I don't think. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I don't. I find it hard to believe that Dwayne Wade's picking up on something that that you that Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz don't already know. Dude, I think Dwayne Wade is a Hall of Famer, and I think that's a flagrant comment you had just had there. I, I, I disagree. 
<laughs> I, th- I think there's definitely stuff that Dwayne Wade will see that other players won't. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know how much value it adds. Like a one second conversation on the side. Yeah, that's a good point. You're not getting like the full. You're getting the full, full Dwayne Wade Hall of Famer experience that you're talking about, Noah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I guess that's like a, a two day spa treatment. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think I think Utah wins this series in seven. I think I think it seven. goes seven. All right, we got seven. we got some very different picks. Yeah, so we both picked Philly. We both picked the Nets, but then I went Jazz. Suns and you went Clips Nuggets. I did not go Nuggets. I oh, went no. Phoenix and six too. Okay, so, so we just we... picked this one. Uh, yeah, I was just talking about the one series we picked. But I still, I think we were way off. Like you're picking the Clippers to win out. I, and like part of me thinks it's not even going to be close. And we did disagree because I think the Bucks are going to put up a much better fight than you do, and the Hawks. You think everyone's basically just a pushover here? That all your teams winning are just gonna crush the other team. I've, I'm realizing that now. You picked you picked Philly to win out. You picked the Nets to win it uh, to give Milwaukee one game. You picked the Clippers to sweep the rest of them, and you picked Phoenix to win in six. Yeah. So the only game you're giving more than a game is the Nuggets, <laughs> which is which is dumb. Like I'll I'll admit it. It's dumb. And I don't know. I think it's I think it's aggressive because basketball is so varied. Like. Any player can have like a hot game and and have like this Jordan Clarkson game or something like that. So like yeah, it's crazy, but like it's it's what I believe. Well, I'm glad you're staying true to your beliefs, Noah. This is good. Thank you. Um, but I think now at the West, like obviously we both picked the Lakers to come out of the West. I think it's wide open. I think the Jazz are coming out of the West. That's my. I think the Jazz game. are coming out. Of I West. don't. I think they better than Phoenix and Denver. I, like, I think they're winning this series, and therefore they're in the conference finals. And if Phoenix wins, I think they'd beat Phoenix for sure. And I How think close do you think that matchup is, the Phoenix-Utah matchup? I think it's close, but I think Utah and Phoenix are similar, very similar teams, and I think Utah's a better version of them. Yeah, that would actually be, a, I think it would be a really interesting series to watch. I think they're similar teams. Mm-hmm. Conley, Chris Paul, Booker, Mitchell, Gobert, uh, fucking Aiden, uh, and the rest of the guys. I think the rest of the crew in Utah is better. Jiggling Joe Ingles. Bogdanovich is better than Craw- Crawford. Not Crawford. Uh, Utah uh, Crowder. But Utah, Crowder. but uh, Phoenix has got some good guys, though. So I think it would be a really close series. But I think uh, Utah would win that one. And of the East, I think the Nets. Whoever wins the Milwaukee-Brooklyn series coming out of the East. And it's not going to be Milwaukee. So there's my take. <laughs> yeah, watching watching Brooklyn, I, I have less hope of Philly beating them. It's like I just don't know how we would score enough to keep up with them. The stakes are higher in the conference finals, but I think this round is probably the most interesting round we'll see in the playoffs, except for maybe the finals. Because I think next round is – the series in the East I don't think will be very good. Maybe I'm getting way ahead of myself here. You think it's going to be a Utah-Brooklyn final, sorry? Yeah, that's where I'm leaning right now. Hmm. Yeah, no, I like I don't see how Utah could win that. So, like, I think you might be right. This might be, like, the most interesting round. But what do you think? Like, 
you think the Clippers are beating Utah. So do you think the Clippers are going to the finals? I do think the Clippers are going to the finals. Oh, that would be like, what a turn of events. Like everyone's already running like with the fake Paul George trades. And then uh, they're going there with the NBA finals a month later. Yeah. Imagine that, like how quickly like the narrative changes. Like, what if they win it all? And, like, just, like, a month ago, we were thinking of, like, fake Paul George straights because it was a disaster. I don't know. That'd be pretty funny. But they're not, that's not happening. I will uh, I'll, uh, I'll suffer the consequences if they do, but I'm going to go on the record and say that's not happening. They're the Clippers. They always find a way to screw it up. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know. I just I don't see anyone beating Brooklyn is what it comes down to for me. I think right Brooklyn's now, yeah. just head and shoulders above the rest of the teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited for for more basketball. I really am. It's great to watch. Regular season kind of draws on for a while, but. In your opinion, how long do you think the regular season should be? I like the seventy-two games. To be honest, I think seventy-two. Yeah. I think it. I, I don't see the eighty-two value over. I don't see the value add eighty-two over seventy-two. I don't see it. Okay, like it's 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 all because of money. But like, don't you think like an ideal season length is like fifty games? Yeah, I think maybe in that area. Money wise, yeah. that would never happen. But in terms of like each game like really mattering, I think fifty games is where like you, if you, you have you... like. Yeah, you, you can't move to like football where you play, you know, once a week. You can't do that because no, the games be are. But yeah, I, I agree. I think shorter would be make for a better product because it it's, comes down to the players don't care about the regular season anymore because it's such a long season that if you're a good team, you're going to take so many nights off. But you're right. The money, I think the money could cut, would be. See, the thing is, the TV deal would probably be worth a very similar amount of money at 72 to 82 games, in my opinion. Although there'd be less ad spots, the quality of better ratings would be up. But it's the in-game, like, the arena stuff. Like, good teams are going to sell out their arena or get damn close to it every night. And then, like, you know, you're giving up five home games. That's, you know, a lot of money you're leaving on the table. Yeah, no. It, it's probably never going to happen just because of the money. But, like, I think ideally, like a, like a much shorter season would be be more compelling. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's like baseball regular season. Like no one watches that. Sorry. I mean, I'll I'm watch, indeed. but I don't watch. Like, I'm not watching every game. Not a chance. Yeah. No. Anyway, well, do you have anything else you want to add on there? No, I think it's pretty good episode. No, I think it's stuff. about it. Yeah. No, it's exciting. Um. Yeah, I guess we'll be back after the uh, after the semifinals here, and then for the conference finals. But until then, enjoy the basketball you get to watch. This is a great time of year.